Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Eric Patterson joining me as he does every single week. Epat, what's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, Rick. Uh, we're just saying I'm counting down the days till my wedding. Um, oh. I'm actually doing, I'm starting to do it by like tournaments. So I got like three <laughs> more tournaments and then it actually, my wedding's going to be falling on the Bermuda Championship. So that's a good one to take off. Very uh, well planned well. by you. Yeah, smart. My, uh, so when the, when the outbreak originally happened, we had our honeymoon plan for when the Masters was rescheduled. <gasps> yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> and I knew I had a keeper when she immediately started looking into rescheduling the honeymoon and wow. not uh, you know, telling me to, to sit it out and, and carry on. So that was, a, <laughs> that was a definitely a positive sign. That is awesome. Yeah, I messed that up. I we went on our honeymoon during the Open Championship, uh, which was that was my fault completely. Yeah, that's uh, my my life. <laughs> too much now revolves around uh, the PGA Tour schedule. So this last few these last few months have been tough. With it always kind of the schedule always seemingly changing, but the fall's a nice time to uh, to take off, sit back, and relax. Well, if you wanted to relax, uh, I mean, we got a little bit of breaking news right before we hopped on here. A couple of interesting notes. Brooks Kepka tweets out that he's back in for the CJ Cup, which is next week. That's the second leg of this little Vegas swing. It'll be held at uh, Shadow Creek, and he's back. I don't know what to expect, but he's back. I don't know what to expect either. I didn't think he would be coming back this early, um, but... He is a, a defending champion. Uh, he is a defending CJ Cup champion. Um, no cut. Uh, it, coincidentally, this is where he fell and slipped. He slipped on yes. the, the concrete in South Korea last year, and this is where the knee started taking, a, you know, getting worse and worse as the season went along. So um, it's come full circle that he's returning to the, the CJ Cup next week. Um, but again, I thought he would just return at Augusta, maybe play one, maybe play like the Houston Open or something. I don't know to get it to get to get the juices going again, but uh, we'll see how he how he does. I'm not my expectations are not high. Uh, the no the no cut aspect, I guess, is pretty smart. If he's just trying to work back in, get guaranteed four rounds, not have to worry about grinding over a cut or anything like that. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I don't know if this is one of these things where it just constantly lingers and we talk about it every so often. I, I mean, when's the last time you played? Uh, the the Wyndham. Wyndham. So yeah. that was six weeks mid-august like yeah. yeah and then he withdrew from the northern trust which knocked him out of the playoffs and right then he said he wasn't gonna be playing the u.s open so he said it's uh gearing up for augusta and i guess this is his part of his plan he's had two months to rehab it i thought maybe it would take another full month but um hopefully hopefully it's in the past but it honestly doesn't seem like that's going to be the case for kepka moving forward he might always have something lingering uh, or dealing with some sort of ailment which is unfortunate the other bit of breaking news is Phil Mickelson commits to his second PGA Tour Champions event. Uh, he's one for one in victories. He's putting the undefeated record on the line in Richmond, Virginia for the, let me make sure I get this right, Dominion Energy Charity Classic. How about that? Truthfully, not a tournament I've ever heard of, but as soon as <laughs> Mickelson commits, he definitely hear of it so it is interesting to see that 
how big of a draw Mickelson is because I even wrote an article about Mickelson committing. So he is, <laughs> he draws eyeballs to that champions tour. Uh, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, I might have to scope the course a little bit to see how wide those fairways are because that's, that's the, uh, the research I didn't do for the last tournament that he, he won by four shots. So it'll, I'll have to do some flyovers to see, uh, how Mickelson's game will, will translate. Country Club of Virginia's James River course, according to someone named Eric Patterson at The Score. Uh, Ernie Els and Jim Furyk will also be there, Epat, and they play 54 holes. Don't forget yeah. that. It's a There's a, a nice little cash grab for these, these <laughs> older guys. We, is what it is. Um, people will be paying attention. Uh, Mickelson probably trying to gear up for the Masters, but he'll be the heavy favorite um, come next week. It's unfortunate that he won't be back at Shadow Creek. Um, a Vegas swing without Mickelson in it I in know. either of the events is kind of crazy. That's his, uh, That's where Mickelson, Mickelson and Vegas are like uh, peanut butter and jam. <laughs> peanut butter and jam. I, uh, <laughs> I hate to bring everything back to Tiger Woods, but like, will Tiger ever play on the Champions Tour? And imagine what it will be like when like, that first start that he does. I I don't think I don't I don't know I don't know it's hard to say I didn't think Mickelson would do it but then you start thinking about how much you know 50 years old Mickelson still loves to compete he still loves money um Tiger come 50 how many more swings is he gonna have left like yeah I don't know I don't think they're just they're different different completely different bodies you know Mickelson's in good shape Tiger's crumbling so uh I just think there are different stages when they'll be at, like when Tiger's at 50, he'll be in a completely different stage of his career than compared to what Mickelson's at. Yeah. I, I think Tiger will be happy to just like, Hey, I, I don't have to grind over this all the time. The body's killing me. Let me just go enjoy my life and all my yeah. money and all that. He probably stuff. already feels like he's like 60 or 70 year, years old in that body. So I don't think he needs to go uh, play the, whatever this is, the dominion energy charity <laughs> classic that, that Phil's doing. I don't think so. Uh, Sanderson Farms last week, Sergio Garcia comes away with the title and the overarching storyline from Sergio uh, was two things. He putted beautifully, gained three strokes putting, which for Sergio is a ton. I think he had lost strokes putting in nine consecutive events before that, but the storyline he just like casually mentioned. So we saw it on PGA tour live that he's putting with his eyes closed. And then he just kind of casually mentions in the post-round interview, like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for 75% of my shots in the last three or four years. Like, were the idiots on this one? Like, there was so much to unwrap here. I don't buy this for a second that he's putting with his eyes closed this much. I I will give him – I did see one picture of him at the U.S. Open, I think maybe 2019 at Pebble Beach, where his eyes were closed while putting, but – he said he did it during his master's victory. And I just truthfully don't buy it. That would have been a giant story of, I mean, if anyone wins the master's putting with their eyes closed and let alone Sergio. So I think, I think he's remembering the moments that he actually does <laughs> putt with his eyes closed a little bit more than the ones where he doesn't. So I, I'm not buying it, but he did. He definitely did it at the Sanderson, which is yes. kind of crazy. Well, he definitely did. And also, okay, so if it works when he putts with his eyes closed and he's been doing it for four years or three years, why is he putting so poorly? Like, it, it's been terrible. It is, yeah. You look at his, like, his run of, you know, weekly putting performances and it, 
it would make sense that he just started putting with his eyes closed last week because right. it was his first time he's actually gained strokes. Whereas before it was, he was just bleeding red. He was losing strokes on the greens. And so he should have just owned it and said, yeah, it actually works for me. This is, but I, again, I don't, I don't completely buy that he does this. He's been doing this for three years. Maybe he's sprinkled it in during putting or practice rounds or whatever, but, but to put it in play is pretty, it is crazy. pretty ballsy. Yeah. I guess you have nothing to lose at, at that point with, with the way his game was going. But I also feel like, I don't know, man, even like after 36 holes, if things were going well and I was in contention, I'd be like, wow, this is kind of, should I open my eyes when I putt? Like, I, I, I guess it's, it what takes, a sport takes a where you can, is, is golf the only sport you can do something with your eyes closed and succeed? Um, like you're not doing it playing baseball. Yeah, I. I mean, Michael Jordan did shoot a free throw with his eyes closed, but one time, yeah. Um, NASCAR, you wouldn't be driving with your eyes closed. I would hope not. Yeah, no, I can't think of any. It's got to be the only sport you can play with your eyes closed. Um, I did go back and look at the 2017 final putt at Augusta. Okay, because they have a million camera angles on him, right? They've got the fan reaction. They've got his, his shot. They have just the ball coming off the putter. It's every single angle. So the final putt, it looked like his eyes were open, but I will say I need like the second before, like I can't tell if the ball's already off his club face by that point. So that angle exists. I'm sure that footage is somewhere. It didn't make it to the telecast, um, but they have the angle. We can debunk this in like five seconds if somebody at CBS or somebody at like Augusta wants to wants to share. Like they always zoom before. in on like the guy's face while yeah, like that that camera angle definitely exists. And I did catch myself going through Getty Images looking for old Sergio <laughs> putting pictures, and uh, yeah, I was just wasting my time. I couldn't find any, but yeah, Sergio. Who would have thought? I thought uh, Sanderson was a first time winners venue, but I mean, even at the Safeway, we got two 40 year old winners in three events to start this new season. What's going on? Craziness. I was just um, trying to think who won the, who won in uh, Punta Cana again, completely blanking. Swafford. Old, oh, he's not, he's not 40, but he could be 40. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but if he's you told not. Me he's he a, was 28 or 42. I would say you're right. He's like, yeah, he's like my Harris English. Who is, I think Swafford's like 33, which is just nuts. Cause Harris English is, uh, I think he's like the same age as McElroy, which blows my mind every time I hear it. Swafford is 33. Yeah. Harris English. Is younger than Ricky Fowler. Is 31. 31. <laughs> That's wild. And Ricky is, yeah, Ricky's 31 and born in December. Harris English is 31, born in July. There you go. I bet you not many people would know that. Like nearly no one would know that. Yeah, because Ricky's like a. You always he's think he's still, a everyone young thinks boy. he's like twenty six though. Yeah, yeah, he's a young guy. Interesting. Um, quick update on the fantasy league, the season long fantasy. So this, I got a million messages about this, Eric. Like it's exciting every, to hear that. Yeah, everyone wants to play. Everyone had some great ideas. Everyone pointed me in directions of like, hey, try this site, try that site. So I've narrowed it down to two sites, and I want to get your opinions on this. Um. Buzz Fantasy Golf, which is essentially just a custom golf league website, uh, can get a lot of this done, but we would have to play with, like, you, there's no custom scoring. You either just play with raw strokes or money that was earned, which I didn't 
necessarily love, but the rest of it seems like it's possible. And then the, the one that came back a lot was fan tracks, which I I'm almost certain every single thing can be done. You can put in a custom scoring, but you can't use the custom scoring in rotisserie, which is what we wanted, Eric. So we, I wanted to say, use these categories, create a custom score, and then take that score against the 11 other owners every single week. It was just head to head. It's just like one, one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. So you can put in the, so I don't know which way to go because I, I like the head to, well, no, I liked the rotisserie because, you know, some weeks you have a couple of guys playing, like you wouldn't be killed. It's not just more, the head to head's kind of luck of what events your guys are playing. Uh, a little bit more and then also with head-to-head you'd have to really I think change the playoffs to be like multiple weeks because you don't want it to come down to some random head-to-head at the Wyndham where Rory's not playing where DJ's not playing and have that be like for your for your championship yeah it's this is where it goes back to like comparing it to football where you know if you have a bye week that's like the only time your guy doesn't play or he's hurt but in golf like you can go stretches with you know, three or four straight events where your biggest, your top dog is not playing. So um, I, I guess you have two okay options, but still not the perfect one, which leads us to, uh, you know, finding a developer and figuring this, uh, figuring this out on our own. Yeah. It might, might have to go that route. I did actually get a, also a lot of people were like, Hey, I do, I do development and this would be something cool to do on the side. Like, so it, there's a lot of options. Um, but it's good to hear that there's a lot, like a good amount of interest. Oh I my mean, god! I think there's uh, something yeah. to be said there. Yeah, ton of interest. Also, what I think we, what I also threw around was this last thing on this. Like, I guess your matchup. So, like, instead of going week to week, you could you could play this. Like, I could play you in our matchup over two weeks or over three weeks. I mean, the the PGA Tour season's kind right. of long enough. You can you can do some more creative stuff. And instead of just having a, a one week matchup, you could have like a two week matchup might make it a little bit better. I don't know. That's something I considered. That's actually not bad. Like, so say there's like 32 weeks, um, NFL season's 16 weeks. So right. that's, you do a two week, two week head to head in golf. I think that would make some sense. Cause then you do, yeah, it's just not as fluky. You, you eliminate some of that, uh, you know, the big name guys sitting out. So, Something or, to consider for or sure. Or at least you know, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm picking up this guy for two consecutive weeks, or I'm, you know, you can kind of plan ahead a little bit if you're playing the same person, or like if you smoke me in week one, I might want to punt week two and, you know what I mean? Try to, I don't know. I think there's a bit more strategy. So uh, I'll continue to bear that out. Would you be interested? Would you be interested in joining just a league with me and opening it up to eight to 10 other people? Uh, from from basically now until I don't even know how many weeks are left until. Oof, not many. Yeah, maybe this isn't a good idea. I was gonna say, I just be... make sure it works, right? Just make sure like the waiver claims work and stuff like that. How many? Yeah, weeks I'm left? trying to think of this guy. I think there's like six tournaments left, so yeah, you'd have to do it really thing. quick. But yeah. um, I'm all for giving stuff a, a try. I think hmm. even if you did it like four teams and just figured it out that way. Yeah, I just want to make sure like that way when we get to Sony, like I'm not super surprised at like how waivers work or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay. I'll, I'll kick that around. I thought there was more weeks left, but there's really only, I mean, if we did it right now, CJ Cubs, Zozo, Bermuda's not an opposite field event. That's its own. No. Thing. Yeah. They got the full, 
full bump, 500 points, master's invite. <laughs> wow. So Juicy. CJ Cup, Zozo, Bermuda, Houston, Masters, RSM, Mayakoba, seven. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's a good trial run, I think, if you want right. to – even if you made, like, a couple of fake, like, fake teams and just played True. against yourself for, All for right. a, might, a month and a half. I might regret this. If you want to join a practice run league with Eric Patterson and I – I'm going to regret this. Email. Could be, yeah, this could be a, a, <laughs> either you get crickets or you have an influx of. Yeah. Rick at rickrungood.com. Email me, and you have to be able to draft like in the next seven days. So before CJ Cup. And hopefully you'll be flexible because I, Eric and I will probably want to draft during the day when we're working. <laughs> likely because, yeah very, because very that likely. would be better <laughs> so like if you could draft during the day before cj cup email me and you want to be active we're not well, we won't put anything in but i'll send you like some swag if you win just so we can test this out email me i wish i could offer the same but yeah the, the rick run good <laughs> swag is uh that's enough I'll, I'll swag it up. Um, okay, we are in the fall swing, and you wrote an article on thescore.com. Go check it out. Four ideas to boost interest in the PGA Tour's fall swing. And I guess I, I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from the mouth of the guy who wrote the article. Why does the PGA Tour's fall swing need a boost in interest? So my the whole thought behind it was the PGA tour is not going to steal eyeballs away from the other sports going on. Like you're not taking a football fan away from watching football on a Sunday or even college football on a Saturday. So you're not going to attract new viewers. What you want to try to do in my opinion would be to entice the fans that you already have to pay attention on Saturday and Sunday rather than just, you know, worrying about football or other sports that are going on. So you, you have golf fans, they're interested in your sport, um, but they're obviously, they're probably not going to watch the Sanderson Farms because it is what it is. It's a 72-hole event. There's 140 guys. There's a cut after, after Friday. It's the same thing, repetition over and over again. Like, we get, we get so many of those throughout the year that, like, what, what's new? You just check the leaderboard on Sunday, say Sergio won, cool, and you, and you move on with <laughs> your week. Like, there's no, int- there's no interest other than who wins on who wins on Sunday. So you're not drawing in those fans that you already have, in my opinion, is who you want to cater to during these fall, these fall months. Maybe you agree or disagree, but I think you have your core hardcore fans. I would consider myself one. And honestly, the last two weeks have been rather uninteresting. There's just nothing, nothing there. I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that the, the NF or the PGA has, uh, correctly tried to avoid the NFL season for the most part, right? And I'm very interested to see what numbers the Masters does this year. The Masters is going up against week 10 of the NFL. And I know it's week 10 and like it's one of 16, but the NFL is still king. I'm very interested to see what those Sunday numbers look like. And I think it could be a proof of concept for what if at some point in the future you wanted to add a fifth major a match play major and put it in the fall. And, and that alone, you know, guys might want to play the events leading up to it because they want to be in good shape for a potentially fifth major, right? Like we are, we might be a decade or two away from that, but I do think there's going to be a barometer and, and, and we can take the temperature. Maybe it's a thermometer of what the 
the PGA Tour can do against the NFL in Week 10. Right, like 2020, this is – to have two majors in the fall, it's almost – this is maybe the worst time to write this article because there is a <laughs> decent amount of interest. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of interest already just because of the U.S. Open and the Masters. But during a standard year, like, this is when the tour goes over to Asia and they're probably not even expecting ratings anyways, right? They're, those, those events are played overnight. Um, it's a lot of sponsorship money. But I think, like, I think this part of the season is the best time to get creative, um, best time to try new things. So one of my ideas was just make like a, like a September sprint where you have three or four events you do. I don't know if it's combined score, scoring average. Um, you could do some sort of FedEx cup point system. And then at the end of that, you have, you know, 36 guys, there's a big cash prize up for, up for grabs and they do match play. And like, that's almost like a proof of concept for what I would hope to see from the FedEx cup. Mm. Um, where it does end in a fa- in a match play, but I think there yeah. has to be. If I'm a tournament, like if I'm if I'm the Bermuda Championship or if I'm any of these tournaments, why not try to be a little different? Like everyone knows Zurich for being the team event. Yep. Um, no one really knows like what what's different about the 3M Open or the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Like those have no identities. So if I'm a sponsor I, and I have one of these false slots. I think trying something different. Um, I even put together like a, I didn't put too much thought into it, but to do like a co-sanctioned event with the LPGA tour would be yeah. kind of cool to, to draw some light to the women's game. Um, yeah. I just think there's, there's so many opportunities in the fall when you're not trying to draw eyeballs away from other sports. You're trying to draw those same fans in that you've had all summer. And I think, yeah, the, the fall is the best time to do that. I could not agree more. I think the PGA tour, should be embracing different formats whether at all times in the schedule. And it makes sense to do it in the fall. I want to see a two man scramble and see these guys shoot 58 or whatever it is. Or, um, uh, you know, I, I'm always a big fan of match play, but you're right. Yeah. Like mix it up, bring the ladies in. Let's do a co-sanctioned event. Let's do whatever it is. This is the time. Uh, I, I like that a lot. You also have this one, which I think, I think this is what the PGA tour would do the season within a season. Uh, this seems yeah. to be like the most tour-esque thing to do. Uh, you reference, you know, the, the Aon risk reward million dollars or whatever. The Wyndham, what do they call it? Wyndham rewards. I think with, which has been axed. I don't think they have that this year. Oh, no? It's, yeah, it's, Wyndham's, it's <laughs> Wyndham's pulled shoot on that terrible <laughs> investment that they had going on. Uh, it didn't work out for them, but the, I mean, it was structured incorrectly. But you could have essentially a, a separate a points race for the fall. And what I think that that does, uh, if you can get it right, if the money was worth it, you'd see some of the bigger names play more. And I think that's really the key, right? Like it could be January on the moon and I'd want to watch Tiger Woods play, right? I'd want to watch Rory McIlroy play. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, this week, I mean, this week Shriners strongest field it's ever had. I bet you viewership's pretty good. Like, you know what I mean? Like people are going to be tuning in. So I, I think that if you, you know, the players, they're independent contractors, they follow the money, even if it's a cash grab, all that good stuff. Uh, this to me feels, and, and, and the tour loves to get a sponsor, right? They love to throw oh, yeah. a name. And it seems easy for them to get, well, maybe not easy, but it, it seems easy for them to, it's easy to give these sponsors like that, that advertising plug that they need. And they, if they keep repeating the same sponsor and over and over throughout the fall, like they'll get their money's worth eventually. Um, yeah. I think 
like a three or four four tournament sprint where everyone's kind of playing you get the same crop of guys playing over and over again um maybe it maybe you don't draw the biggest names like McElroy doesn't need all the money but like right. you could get like the Schefflers the Zalatoris like this new crop like I think there would just be Wolf would be probably playing in the mall like Here's that young, the secret. excited group would be you, playing. You sell, you sell Nike on it, or you sell TaylorMade on it, and those guys have to show up. It's like you can do that for sure. It's, it's like when RBC uh, had, I mean, and DJ would have to show up, and Justin Rose would have to show up, and like that's what you do. You sell to TaylorMade, and all those guys will be there. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of ways to do it, and I think even. Again, they, I think they would have to make the, the final a little more um, exciting or, or creative. Um, I don't think you could just do the, a points race without anything dramatic at the end because we already have that, and that's the FedEx Cup. But I do think there's an opportunity to – and say they give out the top five performers, I don't know, exemptions into a, a bunch of tournaments, um, mm. maybe not the Masters and all those, but like the players, say they don't win and they – they come top five in the points, but they don't have a victory. They get into the players. They get into the tournament of champions. I think there's a way to in- entice guys to play more often. So we don't have these these Sanderson Farm Fields, this, the Safeway Field, the Punta Cana Field, where it's just like, what? why am I watching Thursday, Friday? What am I doing here watching this golf? Because there's literally all that matters is the result on Sunday. And in the end, that really doesn't matter that much. Okay, how about this? You want to get really freaky? Give out prize money after every round. <laughs> just a one first round leader gets paid gets 500 grand <laughs> i think there's different ways to yeah to incentivize guys that'd be chaos imagine coming down the stretch knowing you are you had two holes to play your one shot off the first round lead imagine what these guys would do for an next it's like uh ufc has fight of the night bonus or whatever yeah knockout night or whatever they do for those that'd be even like low score for the week. Like if guy goes, he, he should get reward. Yeah. If he shoots like 61 on Friday morning, but you know, he's not really in the tournament or whatever come Sunday, but like just reward guys for little performances like that to intensify, incentivize them somehow else other than just showing I up. I agree. And- uh, 25 grand for an Eagle that could be sponsored by somebody, or maybe it's not that much, but like, I bet you a lot more guys would go for it in two. And when they're out of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just anything. Um, one of the, uh, one of the easier ones, uh, actually, this wasn't my idea, but a lot of people came up with just shift the tournament from Tuesday to Friday. Like you just this avoid. This is interesting to me. You, this is interesting. What I don't really understand what schedule from the from a golf perspective what you would be disrupting. Like the first tournament would be a little weird if it went from Sunday and then started on a Tuesday. As long as you then had, which we do, the three weeks from uh, Mayakoba to the tournament of champions to reset. Right. Yeah. Because you have that. Guys would get in there. They would get in there. Uh, you know, instead of traveling Monday to the next event, they would travel what Friday to the next event or whatever. Right. So they, they would get into their routine that way, but yeah, they don't, it doesn't matter. Once they're in the routine, it's all good. You just can't switch it up every single week, but then you have the three weeks at the end to reset and go back to your, your Thursday, Sunday. This is, this one's, this one's pretty strong. I think like even Wednesday, I don't know. College football still has so much pull, but I think NFL is the big one. So if you go, even if you do Wednesday to Saturday, I think mm-hmm. that's you still get that weekend finish on a Saturday where a lot of people would probably be watching. They should have um, done this with no fans because because you know you have Saturday Sunday so you can get people through the gates. Right. But, you just, it, it does make it makes a lot of sense to be doing this right now. Like just going up against Sunday, it's 
it's, it's impossible. No one's paying attention to the, the, to the golf. Like, Not in the fall. I haven't been looking at ratings, but I, I can't imagine they're, they're anything at all. Like they're just, yeah, completely the background noise. Um, but yeah, I think even fewer events give, give fans an opportunity to miss the sport. That's not going to happen. I, I know it's not going to happen, but <laughs> like every sport has an off season or time away and golf is just, I guess it has the three weeks in December, but like, I don't know. You, you, they're not going to take away playing opportunities, but um, we never really have an opportunity to, you know, get excited for that first tournament back in a while. Instead, it's, oh, you're always excited for the first major of the year. Yeah. Um, when it really, it should be like the, the season to restart again. Not, not, just, not just tour championship, boom, Safeway, new season. Yeah, the tour needs to do a better job. Like, I hate comparing it to the NFL. They're completely different. But they, they, even in the offseason, they are a news machine, right? There's mini camps, there's drafts, there's all that stuff. Obviously, you don't have that for the PGA Tour, but couldn't you – oh, man. I, the, the non-team aspect of it, you lose so much cool stuff yeah, compared you do. to some of the other sports. But, yeah, I mean, there, there is no – it feels like it's constantly going on, which it is. I love it, but there's, there's not that buzz before a season starts. Yeah, there's no – the buzz will be – yeah, it is what it is. The, the majors create the buzz. We all know that. But um, for, like, a diehard fan, for someone who pays attention every week, I think there are ways to make this stretch – in the schedule a lot more interesting and again 2020 unfair because we have the masters in a few weeks so that's true like everyone's kind of excited about that and yeah that's why you'll see some better better fields in the next few weeks as they gear up for the masters but um in 2021 we can revisit this and and just look at how bad and how boring these these tournaments actually are there's one more idea that Eric wrote about, which you can find at thescore.com. We will not reveal it here. That is called clickbait and teasing, Eric. So we'll get them to go read that article. Uh, Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. Many plurals in that. August, August Shriners is a name, though. It's not really a plural, is it? What is Shriners? <laughs> I think Shriners is a group, like Lions Club. They wear those hats. And the car and the little cars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I wish I knew more what they did. Obviously it's a, a good hospital for, for children, but I do know that they're in a lot of parades. It is uh, the first Google result. I don't know if this is true or not, but it sounds true. A fraternity based on fun fellowship and the Masonic principles of brotherly love, relief and truth with nearly 200 chapters in several countries and thousands of clubs around the world. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what they do. But Sound, I, I know they have less a hospital, now. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I know less. A fellowship for fun. Um, first leg of Vegas, obviously. We'll play CJ Cup next week. Uh, we've got to do our picks. I'm actually giddy for this week. This is, but this is, again, this is me being a diehard. This, this field is really fun. There's so many, like, there's an excitement of players here. Like, Bryson, you got the Webs, you got the young guys, you got just a good a good mix. Best field out, best field this fall, except for the U.S. Open. This is uh, and then we have two back to back no cuts. So yep. this is, yeah, yeah I don't I don't love the no cuts, but uh, either do I. Um, this might be like the best full field tournament until Augusta. I'm I'm pretty uh, confident saying will that. Be. Yeah. yeah, because the only other options are Bermuda, Houston, and that's it. It most certainly will be. We'll get a Tiger sighting in there in two weeks at Zozo. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a decent run. If you like, I mean, you're going to get 
Bigger names and no cut the next two weeks. Bermuda and Houston, whatever. Lonto will try to defend his title in Houston. Then you'll get then you'll get the Masters. It'll be fun. No, this is uh, yeah, this is a good one. Good course, uh, good field. I'm excited. Uh, we did not Fino do so- withdrew. Tony Finau tested positive. Yeah. He's out. He's probably the highest uh, like caliber, most noteworthy player to test positive so far. Him and Scheffler. Yeah, because Brooks it was Brooks's caddy, I think, or Brooks's caddy was. Oh right, I forgot con- about that. On Brooks early. withdrew out of an abundance of caution. Right, and Webb withdrew because he knew someone too. So yeah, that man, yeah. that feels like years ago when they were withdrawing from like RBC Heritage and the Travelers. That yeah. Now the NFL is going through their uh, onslaught of COVID cases, and uh, they're wondering what they're going to do. What are they going to do? It's a I lot harder when you've got teams traveling in planes and golf. You can just isolate a guy and continue. But football, I mean, that is a, that's quite the hurdle they have to clear. I don't know how they're going to figure that one out. Yeah, and, and the scheduling, right? I mean, if the Titans – so they, the Titans already missed one game, I guess. They're talking about if they're going to miss another one. And it's not like I, – I, mean, I guess they still can. You add a week 18, you add a week 19, maybe you make some of these games up. I don't know. It's, and it's not like you – see, the MLB got away with this because they just tacked on double headers everywhere. Yeah, you can just fire up seven inning double headers yeah, or whatever they're doing. They just they're played easy like to do. 14 games in eight days or whatever. It's easy to get back on track. You can't fire up double headers in the NFL. I get, but the one thing the NFL has, I guess they could move the super, they could keep moving the Super Bowl back. Like what it's 2020, 2021. Like if you play the Super Bowl in March, not that big of a deal. I agree. Interesting to see how it plays out. I have no idea how it's going to go. Uh, they should take the week off and give the Shriners a, uh, the, the respect it deserves. <laughs> That's right. The respect it deserves. Give it the shine, baby. Uh, we did not do so good last week at Sanderson farms. Uh, your sleeper was, was Ches Reevy. Mine was Davis Riley. Did Reevy make the cut? Because Riley well, Reevy did. Reevy okay. made, yeah. He was uh, out and then he made like a triple and just ruined his week. I was on Reevy Watch last week. It was, uh, wasn't great, but. <laughs> Reevy Watch. My, my top 10 was Will Zalatoris. He missed the cut. So excellent there. You had Scotty Scheffler finish, I think, T37-ish. Uh, and then our one and done, I had Scotty. So I got like a couple thousand bucks. And I you had, oh, I had Burns? Sammy Burns. What happened to that? I don't know. Actually, let's go look. What, what he, was uh, so like? I know he missed happened? the cut, but like people were pretty high on Sam Burns. I don't think I was alone on that one. Uh, he lost yeah, three strokes week. around the green in two rounds. What do he do? Chunk a couple? Sounds like it. Yeah, that's, a, that's an odd one. Oh, well. New week, new picks. So I'm feeling comfortable this week. Usually, I, like the last few weeks, I've had almost no feel going into them. This one, I'm probably overly confident, so that you know how that's going to end. I love it. Let's start with your sleeper then. What did we say? Forty to one or fifty to one? Or deeper? fifty to one? Fifty to one or deeper. Your sleeper is. Oh man, you put me on the spot here. I'm going to go, go. Uh, because I do. I know there are 66s out there on him. It's going to be Abraham Answer. Nice. My reasoning, uh, hits it straight, hits it accurate, can putt it pretty well. He does everything that, uh, this is Jeff Feinberg's line, he does everything that Morikawa does, but just not quite as well. (laughs) I mean, so do I, just not, like, really not as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I like that. I'm going with Denny McCarthy. I've already talked, like, a like seven hours on Denny McCarthy this yeah, week. Yeah, if you listen to your your string of podcasts <sighs> on your show on the first cut, it's 
I've got your the, articles. You've I've got, got the Denny routine overload. Down. I've got the routine down. I can tell you everything. It's, it's Denny. The answer is Denny. Uh, top 10. Um, I'll go first here. So we just get a designation if we get it right or not. I'm going with the Wolfman, Matthew like Wolf, it. because uh, I, I think he is – it's crazy to think that he went a year with one top 10. And now it's like he just piles them up and he's like, he's figuring it out. It's actually pretty cool to see. And, and this, this happened a lot when he, when he first came out, we were like, yo, he could be DJ. It might take 10 years. Like it took DJ a while to figure it out, but like his ceiling's really high and you can see the progression. He's only 21. Like it's actually fun to watch and see him starting to figure it out week after week. Yeah. He's getting a lot more consistent. My worry is, is the Shriner, the Shriner is a major because those, his best results are in majors. He's like a little, little young Kepka. He's going to go get, he's got to get a, he's got to overcome the Bryson thing. Bryson's nipped him twice. He's in his featured group this week. <laughs> That's going to be okay. B- uh, Bryson champ wolf is the featured group. You know, Bryson's doing two a day workouts just to, just to make sure he can out muscle those guys. Kyle Porter brought this up on first cut. He said, when has Matthew Wolf ever been maybe like the shortest guy in his group? <laughs> We're going to find out. That's, it's going to be <laughs> quite, the, uh, quite the driving show between those three. Um, I get, we didn't really touch on it, but McElroy is starting to pop some numbers up oh on, on Instagram. God. Dude, okay, real quick. <laughs> so he hits 191 mile an hour ball speed, right? Um, you nailed it. It was effortless. Um, my my only thing is his swing it looked like the exact same swing he puts on any t-ball that's okay so that's the craziest part about this bryson took nine months and 35 pounds to get to this number or to get close to this tony finau extended his swing a little bit higher to get there and rory like changed a shaft like rory and tony have so much more in the reserves rory's swing is so incredibly efficient. Could you imagine if he was as tall as DJ was? He'd hit it 400, 400 yards. It's Rory's like 5'9". It's just it, like an average dude swinging it with ball speed 190. It's insane. And he's like perfectly uh, imbalanced. It looks so good. And there are some, like I've said it about like Will Gordon, I think. Even Cameron Champ. They just look, it looks pretty much effortless when they do hit it like 185 to 190 in ball speed. Whereas Bryson looks like he's, gearing up to do like a world heavyweight lifting competition at the Olympics. It's like, exactly. he's getting so geared up, but um, yeah, this, this long drive show come Thursday, Friday, is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, do they go out early or do they go out late on Thursday? I'll look it up. Who's your top 10 for the Shriners? Top 10. He would also be my one and done, but uh, I do think he's going to win, but I'll be, I'll be safe. It's going to be Morikawa. I think uh, perfect course for him. Home home game gets to sleep in his own bed. Um, Said he lives eight minutes away. Yeah, that's a short drive, and like he he said he hasn't played this course a ton, but I I saw that him and Justin So were out there like last week playing uh, Summerlin. So those guys they're familiar with it. I think Morikawa after a after a miscut is a, a motivated guy. Two things. Uh, that group is 7.15 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, so bright and early. Get up. At, I guess not for everybody else, but 7.15 a.m. Uh, I don't think we talked about this. We, the wife and I are considering moving to the Las Vegas metro area, Henderson, Summerlin area. Wow. Yeah. What's the – what for? So now that we both – Are you like from- a PGA Tour pro trying to just <sighs> save, save on taxes? Yeah. <laughs> 
basically. Uh, Between and, Vegas and South Florida. Yeah, exactly. Right. Live in, uh, live in there. Um, yeah, I mean, we both now work for rickrungood.com, the only two employees of, of the company. Uh, we both work from home. As much as we love Southern California, uh, it, we would get way more for our money basically anywhere else. Uh, Nevada has no state income tax. They don't tax small businesses. I don't know, man. That's a, living up here in Canada, that's a world I can't even imagine. No income taxes just something I've never even fathomed to, to have, but that does sound nice. I mean, yeah, we immediately get like a 16% raise and our home size would double. Yeah. Cost of living go down. It looks, it looks nice. Like yeah. everyone thinks Vegas is the strip, but these little oh, no. suburbs around yeah. it are probably really, really nice. I've never been, but definitely want to check it out. Yeah. We got to go visit and actually try to figure that all out. But like, it's, it, there's there, as much as we love Southern California, like our families are here, but like, I mean, it's a pretty short drive. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a short flight. It's 45 minute flights, like a four hour drive from where we're at. You'll be right in the hotbed of the PGA tour pro you and me and Colin Kevin will be uh, buddies over at a uh, summit club or wherever he's a member at. Who's a member there? <laughs> Morikawa. Oh yeah. Yeah. Morikawa is. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, there's a bunch uh, of them. Mav McNeely just moved out there. He called it Jupiter West. I think Shoffley said that he's thinking about moving up there too. He's a Southern California guy, but like you, just trying to save on taxes. Try to save a little money, get a bigger house. Um, All right, one and done. I technically won last week with Scotty Scheffler. So I'm going to go first, and I'm just going to burn Patrick Cantlay. Uh, This is mostly a kind of a life hedge. Like I don't really love it. Uh, I think he's the most natural fit. I'd like to save some of these other guys for other situations. So I'm just going to roll out Patty Cantlay. Yeah, that's, I mean, two seconds and a first. Talk about a course horse. Pretty good. Um, I've lost track of who I've already used. So you've used Doc Redman, you've used Xander, and you you have used Sam Burns. I'm going to use, because I'm using him in my other league, but I do think he's, a uh, decent option this week is Ricky Fowler. I Ricky think Fowler. Uh, making some swing changes. They showed up at the U.S. Open. Okay, yes. And that's what we've been talking about for so long. And this could be – this was during the live chat that I did this morning. So this is not from a, a good source. The person was like, oh, I just read that they gave up on those swing changes. That doesn't uh, make any sense to me. And they've been working on it for nine months. That can't be true, right? I don't know. I, I – <laughs> I would check the sources there. There's no reason <laughs> yeah. why he would go through all these swing changes. His swing looks the same. He's just trying to get a little more upright, not so yeah. laid off at the top. It looks identical. I think he – pretty sure he moved away from Butch Harmon as a swing coach. Um, so I don't think he's gone back to Butch. But uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't trust that source. There's, there's Random a weird like, YouTube commenter. Yeah. There's a weird like <laughs> memorial crossover with, uh, with uh, TPC Summerlin. Like so Cantley's won both. I I do like Hideki as well. <laughs> Bentley's won both. Bryson's won both. And like, for me, when I look at like course history, I think of, I go through like the list of winners. So for this instance, I went to Rod Pampling, like completely oh. random dude. Okay. Yeah. One of his best results on the PGA tour was a third at Memorial. So it's like, there's something to be said. I think there's something to be said there. And Fowler seems to play very well at Muirfield. So I like it. I love it. Uh, all right. Eric Patterson, thescore.com, at Golf. Lots of good stuff over there. Uh, you're excited for this week. I'm excited for this week. It's going to be a good one. 
Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> I guess, that's that's one of the fall so far. Um, yeah, definitely. Although it is Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Oh, uh, I'll be up. Uh, I'll be up enjoying the cottage, the cottage world. Um, probably not watching as much as I should, but yeah, a week a weekend off for me, a rare one. Wow. Well, enjoy it. Happy it. Canadian Thanksgiving. If I don't talk to you, enjoy your time away, and uh, we'll talk next week, buddy. Sounds good. Uh, all right. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown. Follow Eric. Follow me at Rick Run Good. All right. Later. Catch you next time.